<laughs> this is Jess and Kent from Juliet Ruin, and you're listening to Oh Crap, What Is It Again? <laughs> the Brutally Delicious Podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh, I was thinking about butter. I was going to say butterly delicious. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Look what you've done. Okay. This is Jess and Kent from Juliet Ruin, and you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Right awesome. on. Hey, you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. I'm Bruce. My name is Chris today. Wow. Wow. So formal and uh, important sounding. Anyway, today we've got uh, Juliet Ruin Band, and we're going to go ahead and give a call and see what she's got to say. All right. Let's talk her up. You doing all right, man? Oh, yeah. She's been a busy day. but Yeah, it's been a weird week, but you okay doing these? Tom Kiefer, my God, as soon as you sent me that, I messaged my buddy Mike who does all the web work for 70,000 tons of metal. Cause he's like a hardcore eighties hair metal guy. Oh really? Yeah. I was like, dude, we got Tom Kiefer. He's like, fuck off. Oh my God. That new album is so good. Nice. I guess it came yeah, out. I said on, it to you, right? Yeah. Yeah. I guess it came out on Friday. Right. The album. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe today or last week. I don't know. Yeah. I think it was last week. I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, but I'll be listening to it this weekend. But yeah, I was just so, laughing. Real quick. Uh, real quick, I'll tell you a, a funny story. Yeah. So I went to I went to class the other day, and <laughs> I had sent. <laughs> you're already laughing. I had sent this the professor some correspondence back and forth about something, and so I went to class and sat through the whole thing. And at the end, I turned in the paper, and I guess I didn't realize, but at the bottom of my signature line, it's got my Instagram. It says "old fat metal guy." So I hand in the stuff, and he says. What does that mean, old fat metal guy? So I told him, and he's like, "No way!" I'm like a super priest fan, and dude, I found this crazy metalhead guy, and I spent like an hour and a half after class in the courtyard just discussing bands. We always talk about like the community thing, yeah, and yeah. there it was. Yeah, as soon as somebody sees metal, suddenly they're your friend and family member, and it's like an underground culture that I kind of like. I think of, I think of it like. The new hippies. Yeah. You know, I was but thinking, it was really weird because he's like this, you know, forgive me if he's listening now, but like sort of a nerdy academic sort of type, you know, with the glasses and yeah. not. And even me after doing this for so long, I still have that stereotype built into my head. And I was like, yeah, what do you, why do you ask that? And then when I told him, he started going on about, but he knew stuff like he's like, oh, my favorite band is Fate's Morning and Oh, like wow. he was pulling up some really like obscure stuff. And I'm like, wow, this guy really is a fan. <laughs> That's awesome. Pretty funny. Yeah. I absolutely love meeting metalheads. Like I told yes. you, the, I told you the story of the Jehovah's witness. Did I not? Yes, you did. <laughs> That's one thing I'll never forget. As long as I live. That is funny. Oh, All right. So we're at two thirty. Yeah. But go ahead. What, right before we go, one more funny story. This one's this one takes the cake. So you know awesome. how people walk around and hand out religious pamphlets at your door and whatever? Yeah, yeah. So we have a sign on our door. It says, no soliciting. No one listens to that sign. Oh, of course. <laughs> so anyways, the other day I'm going to take the dog for a walk. I open the door and there's this guy standing there staring at me. <laughs> and I'm like, hello? And he, he's, he's like, oh, shit. And he throws the pamphlet in my door handle and runs. 
You're kidding. I'm not kidding. I was like, what the hell is with this guy? <laughs> when you scare the crap out of him? I don't know what his deal was. He's like, I'm going to be sneaky and get this religious flyer in there. That'll really show these pagans. You know? well, I guess Yeah, he's probably got like a quota to give out and you, you kind of ruined it and surprised him. I guess. <laughs> That's like, weird. I was just like, why are you running? If you're trying to get me to convert to Christianity, running is probably the last thing you should do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's funny yeah, that's yeah. really funny actually did he actually did he stop at all he just kept going no he kept going to the next house that's excellent oh sorry i said that like a canadian he he, he went to the next house there oh yeah go. who's how are you good how are you good who are we speaking with jess and kent oh we got you both excellent how are you you guys are doing well good yeah yeah yourselves Awesome. Yeah, we're doing well here. That's my partner, Chris. I don't know if you have your cameras on, but Hello. that's Chris. Hey. Hello. Where are you guys at today? Uh, we're just ho at home in uh, Sherwood Park. Oh, you're that from update. Sherwood Park? Yeah, I knew yeah. that was going to catch Holy him. Holy <laughs> shit. You're, you're right near where I grew up. Or right on. I grew up in, uh, in uh, Drayton Valley. Oh, right on. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, I know that sound. Oh, right on. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually just in Edmonton in, in July, and it was fucking cold. Yeah, it was kind of shitty this year. July sucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was terrible. I had to wear a jacket. I was like, this is terrible. Get me back to D.C. I need some warmth. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I know nothing about being up there. So, anyway, you, you want to know if, what it's like? Sure, please tell me. Let them tell us. What's All it right, like? What's it like living near the city of champions? Well, I mean, eight months out of the year, it's dark before like five or six p.m., which is awesome. <laughs> and you get the right. temperature range of the maximum is about 80 degrees from like the 40s to the 40s on either side it's fun it's unpredictable <laughs> and, and bruce just nice. so when he says 40s to 40s that's celsius you know that thing no. the rest of the world uses i don't even understand that so what do i get to subtract 10 and 40 and scratch my head and then i'll get something else It'd be like 100 to like minus, I don't know, something in Fahrenheit. Minus 40. Oh, really? Because minus 40 Fahrenheit and minus 40 Celsius are the same temperature. Okay. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's because Fahrenheit makes no sense. That's why. <laughs> yeah, we, we, so two things, guys. I don't know if you've ever listened to these shows, but they kind of ramble on a little bit. So bear with us, especially when Chris is talking. And two... Um. Shoot, I even forgot what I was going to talk about. Um, yeah, we kind of just go on about things, so bear with us for a little bit. We'll eventually bring it back to music. Oh, that's all good. Yeah, sure, no problem. This, <laughs> this, is, this is more about casual conversations with musicians so that people can get to know them. Instead of like, how did you find your name for your band? What's the deep meaning behind when you say the letter A in this song? You know, we don't ask any of those kind of <laughs> questions. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so for those not familiar with uh, Juliet Ruin, why don't you give us a little bit of uh, introduction to the band? Uh, well, we formed in uh, 2015. Um, we have uh, one EP and then the new album, Old Stardust, Love and Chaos, that we just released. And 
Uh, we have a. We're an alt metal band, I'd say, probably for our genre too. Hey, like. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're alt metal. Yeah. We have um, an EP, an album, and a couple of music videos on YouTube. And yeah, we we like to describe ourselves as Halloween decorations with glitter thrown on top. <laughs> I love that. That's beautiful. That's great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now that the album is complete, um, how do you feel about it? And are you satisfied with the way it turns out? Or is there something you'd like to go back and and change? I feel like there's probably, at least for me, there's always something that I want to go back and change, especially after I listen to it and I'm like, ah, oh, that harmony would have been really good there, something like that. But as far as um, the album as a whole, I'm really, really happy with it. I think we're all happy with it. It um, it came out exactly as it should have and kind of set us up for what we want to move into with, you know, our evolution of sound kind of. So it's it's been really great. Uh, is the writing process like, like one of... One particular band member, is it more the efforts of, you know, everybody? Does everybody contribute equally, or how does that work out? Well, we, we try to do it as collaboratively as possible. Oftentimes, it'll be one guitar player or the other comes in with a riff or two, and then we collaborate on creating a whole skeleton. Or even sometimes, one member will come in with a pretty much full skeleton of a song ready to go. Usually, it'll go that way. Instrumentalists, instrumentalists will collab on the music part, and once we have a good structure then we hand it off to jess when she puts the words to it awesome yeah so where did, you, where did you track the album uh, we tracked the album at um uh, oracle recording studios it's actually here in Sherwood park it's okay. run by uh diego fernandez who is in the, the band eye of horus okay and uh, yeah we we did it, we just did it there at, at his place it's nice and convenient because nice and close and also his um his work was just uh, top notch compared to anything we've we've had before in the past. We just really enjoyed him. I mean, not that any of our other work has been bad, but we really clicked with Diego and yeah, yeah, really brought the vision to life. Yeah, he definitely became another band member for the process, like uh, which we really enjoy out of a producer. So it was it was a lot of fun. Really cool, yeah, really cool guy. Producers can kind of become like a fifth member of the band, you know, that people don't really know about when they see the yeah. band or hear the record, but they really can add. They bring in that outside kind of vision, you know? They're not so deeply involved in the song that they can kind of see things sometimes. Exactly, yeah. It's like an involved, fresh ear to the whole thing. It's really cool. Do you find it, or did you ever find it difficult to turn over that controller? Were there any kind of head button where, you know, they've got control of it, but it's not the way you wanted it to go? Uh, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say so. The only... We actually were pretty easy on any like major changes that he thought might have been needed. We had a couple of big things happen in the studio, um, and it was fairly collaborative. It wasn't like I hate this, do this. It was like this doesn't sound great to an outside ear. What can we make changes of? And it's more collaborative than do this instead. Yeah, gotcha. Cool. Yeah. No, I know a lot of I know a lot of bands are using uh, Phil Anderson and at Power Sound. If that's still around, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I don't know, yeah. Diego. I'll have to look it up. Check it out. He's pretty awesome. I still know. I I still know like a lot of bands in in Edmonton in the Edmonton area. So, and I mix for a lot of bands from Edmonton. So, <clears throat> or from that area. So oh. when when um, uh, next time I get asked about it, I'll check that out. Thank you for telling me about it. Sure. When you. 
Go ahead, Chris. No, give her. When you guys are writing, are you writing the song like for the song's sake, or are you writing the song like how it will come across on stage live? Like, hey, this will be a good part for a breakdown or a, a, a circle pit or that sort of thing. Um, usually it's it's just for the song's sake and the live stuff kind of comes as we build the song. Like once the song kind of comes into uh, its own, once you start having all the vocals added in, some of those live things kind of become ideas like, well, what if we put a pause here that would really add some tension and that really get some crowd participation? And we have ideas like that. They usually come afterwards, not during the genesis. Although we are looking into um, kind of like approaching songwriting in different ways for this next little bit. So who knows? Like, I think we might try to imagine it on the stage first beforehand and kind of write that way too in the future. Yeah, I know bands work both ways. I was just curious, you know, what if you've had any experience either way? Yeah. Yeah. Bruce and I always ask people about their use of technology right now. How, how are you guys embracing like the audio technology revolution in your writing? Um, well, honestly, with the, the writing process for this album and previous, we haven't used a lot of it. Recently, we did our pre-production with our uh, bassist, Cody. He uh, kind of has a handle on the Pro Tools. Yeah. We, we did like pre-production for the record for that. So we kind of recorded our own little demos before going into the studio. And that really helped iron things out. Oh, yeah. 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 But as just writing from the ground, we haven't really tried that too much. You know, that's gotcha. really cool. That's like, oh, that's old school. You know, we, we've, yeah. been, we've been interviewing a lot of bands and they're like, oh yeah, we wrote like, well, who was it? A Legion. None of them live in the same town. Or even <laughs> the same state. Yeah, not even the same state. So they're just emailing ideas back and forth and adding their parts and sending it back. And then they don't actually get to hear the song uh, as a band until they get together like a few days before they hit the studio. That's so cool. Yeah, it's it's neat, but it's a it's a good way to do that. I've talked to friends where they're like, "Well, that way you can write music that you can't play yet, and then learn how to play it." You know, uh, <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> I never thought about that. That could I explain a few of the train wreck live I'm shows I've seen. <laughs> right, and I have my own thoughts because I'm old school. Like, I get it, and if it works for you know bands emailing stuff, but I'm like you know from the early '80s kind of thing, and I think that. There's something magical and organic and that happens when you, you know, you're all writing together and banging stuff off each other. Totally. I agree. That can be, that can be a really good experience. You can kind of get into a state of flow with everybody else and get some lightning in a bottle situations really easily that way. Yeah. So what about touring? Have you, are you guys doing any touring coming up? Uh, well, we've, uh, we're still kind of, uh, we have our own day jobs and we're, um, just kind of doing a few like weekend runs this, this fall. Mm-hmm. Um, haven't, haven't plans for the new year yet. Um, we're still working on the the schedule for that, but we just kind of had like about nine, nine shows between August and October. And that's kind of, uh, our run for the album. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's hard to tour in Canada. I don't think Bruce really gets it, but like the, no. the distance between places is massive, you know? Like, yeah. You're- break it into chunks like eastern and western (laughs) yeah yeah and even that could be like a two-week run like even that it's insane like i I live in the dc area and i moved from vancouver to here and when i got here i was just like holy crap like 
Pittsburgh's two hours away, and then there's Baltimore and D.C. and Richmond is two hours away, and and yeah. you know there's so many places, and so touring bands have just their choice of where they're going to go. Really, especially for an indie band, they could really saturate an area and not really ever have to leave home. <laughs> you know, yeah, two hours of driving a day as opposed to up here where it's like six to twelve. Yeah. yeah I mean, exactly. I toured from Vancouver through Alberta and Winnipeg. We did like five shows. It took us a week. <laughs> like, or, really? Or a week and a half, yeah. Because from Vancouver it's- to Edmonton is 12 hours. And then wow. And then from Edmonton to Calgary, or Edmonton to Red Deer was what? An hour and a half maybe? And then Red yep. Deer to Calgary was another hour and a half. And then you got to go all the way to Saskatoon or Regina, which is like... You know, another eight hours. And then you got to get to Winnipeg, which is God knows how long. I can't remember. Yeah. Like we just went to Vancouver last weekend and um, Kent and our other guitar player, Wesley, uh, we all drove up together and then three of us flew home and the two of them did the, what, 13 hour drive in one, (laughs) in one sitting. It was just crazy. Yeah. It's brutal. (laughs) It's that spread apart that there's nothing in between, like no places to stop off and play. No. Sometimes places but not really like especially between like alberta and bc there's like yeah i mean between here and in vancouver there's like Kelowna is a pretty decent city to play in but that's still eight hours from here and five four hours from van so yeah (laughs) there is a good metal promoter in vernon um (laughs) that they put on the uh armstrong death fest i think it's called yeah the armstrong armstrong metal fest yeah i know the um, jesse valstar runs the the Armstrong Metal Fest. Yeah, they do that. That's every year, and it's it's huge, and it's awesome. Yeah, it looks really amazing. Yeah, my, friend Al- my friend Allison helps out with that quite a bit, that 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 uh, that festival. So I know that they promote in Vernon and in around Vernon quite a bit. <clears throat> but um, I'm not sure if Armstrong is even close to Vernon, but anyways. <laughs> but where did you play in Vancouver? Uh, we played at a little, little pub on Hastings, uh, Pat's Pub. Oh, Pat's Pub. That must have been fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was a good place for sure. Yeah, that that place has like a dedicated metal place. Like there's always people that go to metal shows at Pat's. It's really, it's an interesting area of town, but, uh, you know, it's, it's safe, which is nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Bruce, you don't know anything about Hastings, do you? I don't know anything about it there it's at the, all. Dude. It's the poorest area in all of North America. No, really? Yeah. And it's where like is that at? Vancouver. It's in Va- downtown Vancouver. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's terrible down there. It's sad, actually. It's hard. But but they're kind of gentrifying it, so there's a lot of cool places that are popping up in there, too. Interesting. Yeah, they I've never heard. Down there, for sure. What's that? They have some pretty cool venues there for sure. Oh yeah, the rickshaw is another. Sure. The rickshaw mm-hmm. is another venue that uh, um, a guy named Mile books all the time. So yeah, rickshaws so cool. We've also played um, at the Astoria down there too, which oh, is yeah. also a pretty. The Astoria is such a classic room. <laughs> it's pretty. Yeah, neat. it's it's a, it's a nice place. We had we had a lot of fun there too. Nice. Awesome. So I don't know how much, again, I don't know how much you've seen or listened to this podcast, but we like to have a lot of fun. And uh, Chris kind of rolls his eyes when we come to this point in the interview. But I have a bunch of, well, not a bunch, but a few questions to ask you that have nothing to do with music. 
kind of a bit ridiculous, but give fans a chance to get to know you better. You guys game? Yes, absolutely. So don't hold back. We're not worried about language. You can do whatever you want to do here, all right? Okay. <laughs> and, and don't don't shoot the messenger. I'm just asking you the questions. Okay. Sure. <laughs> all right, here we go. What three things could you buy in the grocery store that would make the cashier the most uncomfortable? Um, a toaster, a bubble bath, and <laughs> some cheese. <laughs> well, at least it wasn't razors. That, that was right? good, man. It's going down to a dark place. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hang on. Let me, let me pull them up. Are we, we good? <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. I know they're ridiculous, but so which of the seven dwarfs is most like you and why? Uh, I would say I'll answer this one. I'm, I'll definitely be grumpy. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, as far as the band perspective goes, I'm always the one that's like, no, we got to stop being douches oh. and we got to go do work. Like, we got to stop screwing around and go do work on the grump. He's absolutely right. Stop smoking that legal weed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, you guys are lucky up there. There's no such thing as that here in Virginia. No. Oh. Yeah, it's been nice to have the stigma drop a little bit. It's nice to see little old ladies wandering into pot shops. It's really a neat thing to see. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, do I have a story that about great. that that I probably shouldn't share? <laughs> oh, now you got to share it. Okay. Yeah. I won't name who this lady is, but she's older. And I was on the phone with her. She's my mom. Oops. <laughs> and my whole my whole life growing up in Drayton Valley, I was in high school. She's like, have you ever smoked weed? And I was like, uh, no. <laughs> She's just like, well, I heard from my friends that you're smoking weed. And I was like, no. I was. And um, <laughs> so anyways, I'm on the phone with her the other day. And she's like, you know, I got these really great chocolates from from a friend. I was like, oh, I didn't know edibles were legal in Alberta yet or in Canada yet. She's like, well, it's happening soon, but I have a guy. <laughs> and I was just like, nice. what? Your mom's got a guy. And she's like, I'm, I really want to try brownies. And I was just like, what? You're like <laughs> 70 years on? old. You're 70. <laughs> Awesome. And she's like the most Christian woman you'll ever meet. It was pretty funny. Oh, that's so. <laughs> that's pretty good. And Bruce, you're driving. Right, so... I was there Go in ahead. July, driving down the street, and it's like blunt sold here. <laughs> I was just like, what? really? Yeah, dude, it's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> that is awesome. It was pretty cool, yeah. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> So I've got one more on this crazy route, and then we'll go back to some more serious stuff before you run to the end. Are we still good? Oh, yeah. All right. Let's see. Randomly, would you rather eat a stick of butter or snort a tablespoon of salt? Um, <laughs> Look at Chris. Do you get, do you, I think I would rather eat the butter because with a little bit of flour and sugar, you just have some shortbread cookies. <laughs> I think yeah, I could have to. I couldn't do the uh, the salt at all. No, I'm not. No. I'm no Ozzy Osbourne. It ain't gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh, the last time we were in Vancouver, not this time, but last year, we were sitting around the table having some drinks with the band before the show, and uh, our um, 
guitar player Wesley is very easy to influence, and we were able to get him to snort some um, seasoning salt. Truffle salt. Oh, <laughs> wow, God. See, I didn't even know that coming to that question. That's beautiful. That's, Isn't that lovely? It's it's very band loving. <laughs> yeah, that's how you know your band loves you. Sniff this. Yes. <laughs> it's like Spinal Tap. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Chris, you got anything else before we uh, take care of housekeeping? No, not at all. I don't have that accent anymore, do I? No, nothing like that. That was heavy, man. <laughs> It was, was like, very. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. <laughs> it was very heavy. I, when that I was in Alberta, thing. I noticed it, but uh, it's not like that in Vancouver. Like the accents aren't like that. But man, oh man, I was just like, holy shit! Yeah, thanks for listening yeah. to the brutally delicious hey. podcast. Okay. Thank you. I got a little uh, a little tongue tied. You forgot the A at the end. A. Yeah, but thanks for listening. Go check out uh, Juliet Ruin, and uh, catch you on the next time. See ya. Hey, this is Aaron from No Simple Road. I'm inviting you to come hang out with Apple, Mel, and I as we talk with the musicians, artists, chefs, authors, and beyond from the world that turns us on. We're reaching into the improvisational music scene, the psychedelic culture, the festival world, and getting to know what makes the people tick that create those scenes. Come join us on the long, strange trip over at No Simple Road.